Welcome back to PCP. I'm your host, Spencer, aka Young Sushi. And today I just wanted to talk about some movies and uh, a new album that came out as well. And also my top 10 favorite movies of 2019. Although it is a little late, um, better late than never, I suppose. So yeah, let's get right into it. The first movie I wanted to talk about is a Netflix original starring Eddie Murphy, Keegan-Michael Key, Craig Robinson, Snoop Dogg, and that is Dolomite Is My Name. So funny thing about this, I didn't know it was based on a true story until literally the very end when it was like, uh, this guy went on to go do this and this guy died in whatever year and all that. You know how it is with movies that are like, sometimes they're based on a true story and they kind of tell you what happened to the people over time. Um, but yeah, I it, that was kind of funny. I didn't realize that until the very end. But this movie was very good. And it was good to see Eddie Murphy back in movies again. Um, if you don't know the, the plot of it, uh, how do I describe it? It's, it's quite a bit. Um, but basically... Uh, it's about a guy named Rudy Ray Moore, who he is kind of like a character, um, named Dolomite. He, he makes this character for himself, I guess you could say. Um, and he's, he's a comedian, kind of stand up, but he does like musical comedy in a bit or not in a bit, uh, in a way it, it's kind of musical, but it's like, I don't know how to describe it really. But basically, Craig Robinson and him, like, make music and stuff like that. And he does, like, this funny stand-up kind of music. And he becomes super popular. And then he wants to start doing movies and stuff like that. And so it's just kind of his journey from being on stage to being in a movie. And all the things that come with it. And definitely not... Definitely not, um, he kind of did it the redneck way, making a movie, didn't have any prior experience, hired some very young, young, um, filmmakers, whereas many people probably wouldn't do that for a movie, especially if they had a lot riding on it, but that's kind of what I liked about it, it was, it was kind of a hodgepodge in a way, but they made it because that's all they really had, I guess you could say. Um, he put a lot of, put a lot of time and money and effort into making a movie and all that stuff. So it's just cool to see the process on how they do it. Whereas other people would probably do it way differently, but yeah, I like it. And it's just basically about him trying to become famous in a way and also trying to make a name for himself not only for for people watching him but for himself and his friends which I really respect um and yeah like I said Eddie Murphy is great loved him in this movie and he was such a outrageous character and I loved him um Keegan Michael Key was really good in this as well um, obviously he's on Key and Peele with Jordan Peele. Um, Craig Robinson was really good in this as well. And Snoop Dogg was in it. He, 
he wasn't in it like a whole bunch, but he was in more than one scene. So, um, always good to see, uh, good to see Snoop. Love that guy. But yeah, I highly suggest this movie. Um, I don't know what more to say about it. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. If you like Eddie Murphy, go check it out. Um, yeah, so the next movie I wanted to talk about is a small indie flick. You probably never heard of it. It's called Goodfellas. That was a joke. Um, so this movie was released in 1990, directed by Martin Scorsese. It stars Ray Liotta as Henry, uh, Robert De Niro as Jimmy, Joe Pesci as Tommy. Um, and basically... Uh, I'll read you the synopsis here. Um, A young man grows up in the mob and works very hard to advance himself through the ranks. He enjoys his life of money and luxury, but is oblivious to the horror that he causes. A drug addiction and a few mistakes ultimately unravel his climb to the top based on the book Wise Guy by Nicholas Pelleggi. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. But yeah, this movie is freaking incredible. This is on Netflix as well. Obviously not a Netflix original, but, um, oh my God, this movie is so good. Uh, I actually think it's like in my top five favorite movies now. So that list that I made before uh, a few episodes back is already a little expired, but, um, this movie was incredible and it does remind me quite a bit of the Irishman, but it stands on its own, um, Honestly, I would say it's better than The Irishman. It's a lot less... It's not as long as The Irishman. It's like, I think, like an hour shorter. Um, and it doesn't feel like it's dragging on, really, until kind of the very end. Um, but even then, I still found it very interesting. Um, not to say I don't like Irishman, though. Irishman is very good. It's just a little too long, you know? I kind of wish they would have... I feel like there's certain things they probably could have cut out of that movie to make it a little bit shorter. But in the end, I do really like that movie. But I have to say, I like Goodfellas better. Um, So yeah, as I said, Ray Liotta plays Henry. And Henry is the main character. And he is the young man that grows up in the mob. And uh, yeah, so he's a... I don't want to say he's a good guy because he's really not. He's kind of a piece of shit. But he at least doesn't want to see people get hurt necessarily or, like, killed. Whereas Jimmy and Tommy are a little more off the rails and don't care about dropping bodies. Uh, which does get them in sticky situations. And Henry happens to be in those situations with them even though he probably doesn't want to be um so yeah uh the actors were incredible Ray Liotta was very good Robert De Niro as always is very good and Joe Pesci the dynamic between Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci is just it's incredible and I know there's another movie called Casino that they're both in together I need to watch that because I've been getting in quite a quite a De Niro kick lately, especially Joe Pesci alongside him. I think they have very good chemistry together. And, uh, 
yeah, I, I enjoy watching them on screen. But yeah, this movie was so good, and I'm probably going to watch it again tonight. Um, but yeah, I'm obsessed with it, to be honest. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen Goodfellas, I, I really suggest you do so, because it definitely is a classic. I think Martin Scorsese is one of the best directors of all time. Um, that being said, I've only seen Irishman and Goodfellas, I believe, out of all his movies, but um, uh, I gotta say, after seeing those two, I'm, I'm quite a fan of his, um, so yeah, definitely go check out Goodfellas, if you haven't seen it, go check out Dolomite Is My Name, um, both very good movies, but if I had to choose between the two, I'd probably go with Goodfellas, but yeah, definitely, definitely check that out, um, let me see, let me see, So, yeah, uh, I think that's kind of all I got movie-wise. Those are the only two movies I I watched since the last time. Um, But I did very much enjoy them both, and uh, I suggest them both highly. So, um, yeah, Dolomite is my name and Goodfellas. Um, Both on Netflix if you want to check it out. I do want to talk about a movie that I started watching but haven't finished. It's called The Highwaymen. It stars, um, oh crap. I know it's Woody Harrelson and, oh, who's the other guy? I always forget his name. Kevin Costner. Uh, Kathy Bates is also in it. Kim Dickens, John Carroll Lynch. Um, and it's basically, uh, I'll read you the synopsis here in a second. Um, all right. Former Texas Rangers Hank, uh, Frank Hamer and Manny Galtz join forces to try and capture notorious outlaws Bonnie Parker and Clyde Barrow. Um, yeah. Uh, so far, this movie is very good. Um, it's a little slow, and to be honest, they kind of make jokes about about um Kevin Costner's character and Woody Harrelson's character like being old and out of touch. And I know they're trying to be funny with it, but it kind of just didn't land for me. Um I'm probably going to finish this movie just because I like the concept and has some good actors in it as well. But that's the only the only complaint I have about it so far. It is a cool movie and I've really started to enjoy these like period pieces. Um it is a Netflix original if you guys want to go watch it. Um, I wouldn't say I highly recommend it, but I would recommend it if you are interested in history the way I am. It's kind of funny. The last three movies I've watched have been based on true stories. So, um, Although I'm not entirely sure if Highwaymen's based on a true story, but it's based on true events. Um, but yeah, I very much enjoy this movie. Or, what am I saying? I I I I enjoy this movie, um, and I think it's well written. It's just some things they try to do for the sake of comedy don't really work for me. Um, I think they probably should have just kept the comedy aspect out of it for the most part. But I understand it. It's Woody Harrelson. Usually he has something funny to say. So, 
Um, yeah. So I think that's all I got movie-wise, um, officially. Now I want to talk about a new album that came out. It's called 31520, um, and... It is Childish Gambino's new album. If you haven't heard of Childish Gambino, he is responsible for um, Redbone, 3005, um, Sweatpants, which is a good one. Uh, this is America. He is, uh, his real name is Donald Glover, which you might know him, might not. He was in the solo Star Wars movie as Lando Cal- Calrissian. Um, he was also in The Martian, and he's in the show Community, which I'm watching right now on Netflix. Uh, he's also in the show Atlanta, and Spider-Man Homecoming. So yeah, he's been in quite a bit, and I'm sure most people know who he is. And if the name doesn't sound familiar and you search it, you'd probably know who he is by the just by looking at him. He's pretty popular, but yeah, this album is pretty good the only weird thing about it is that a lot of the titles of the songs are numbers and it seems pretty cryptic um part of me wonders if it's like uh bible verses or something like that i will say this uh this album reminded me a lot of kanye um just production wise uh kanye's production on his music is always always really good and it definitely gave me those vibes. Um, that being said, I'm really not a huge fan of Kanye, but I do like Childish Gambino quite a bit. And uh, yeah, my favorite song off this album is either 1238 or maybe Time. There's only two songs on here that are actually like normal titles. I'll just go through each of the titles for you guys uh the first track is 0.00 um it's basically just music um no like lyrics or anything to it and then number two is algorithm number three is time which is a very good one um this song if i am not mistaken uh Yes, it features Ariana Grande, which is pretty cool. Um, number four is 1238, which I believe features... Oh, let me see. Uh, it's not saying. Um, sorry about that. Yeah, um... Yeah, a few a few people do get featured on this album, but they don't really uh they don't really list it anywhere, which is kind of weird. But yeah. Uh after that one is 1910 which I believe is the thing from Monster Inc. 2419. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, then it's 32, 22, 35, 31, 39, 28, 42, 26, 47, 48, 53, 49. So yeah, part of me is wondering if it's like Bible verses or something like that. Or it's just really cryptic stuff. It's a cool album for sure. Um, but I think having the 
titles of the songs be numbered so they're kind of kind of a downfall because it uh, if you're like me you don't keep track of numbers very well and uh i can't say specifically that oh i really liked like 3222 or something like that um also wanted to say that the tracks most of them are pretty long too um ranging anywhere from like three minutes to eight minutes um eight minutes is the longest song which would be 2419 um but yeah definitely gives me Kanye vibes and stuff like that um Childish Gambino can do crazy things with his voice which is what I love about him um and that's mainly the reason why I was really excited for this album so yeah, if you like rap R and B, like kind of Kanye stuff, definitely check it out. It's three fifteen twenty, which I'm guessing is the date it was released, um, by Childish Gambino, aka Donald Glover. Um, yeah, very very enjoyable, good like vibe music and stuff like that. And then he has a few tracks that are just like, will blow you away. I know that. Um. A few of them were really, like, really stood out to me. Um, but, yeah. He's he's a fast rapper, for sure. And he can do very crazy things with his voice. He can bring it up really high. Like, I'm pretty sure on Redbone, that was his actual voice. I don't think it was, like, really messed with auto-tune-wise. Um, which I respect because, you know, I feel like a lot of people overuse that auto-tune shit, but yeah, pretty good album overall, but not my favorite album, um, but yeah, if you're into, like, rap and R&B and, like, Kanye shit, or if you're just looking for something new to check out, I would suggest it, um, and maybe go listen to some of his other music as well, because... Uh, sorry, I'm yawning a lot. I don't think this album is the best representation of who he is. Who he... Who he... Oh my god, I can't fucking talk. Who he is as an artist. Um, but yeah. I think that he's the next big thing when it comes to rap and R&B. Uh, sorry, the person's truck across the street is super loud. Um close that window up but yeah now i wanted to talk about my top 10 favorite movies of 2019 um it's a little bit late i know but better late than never and i will say that i haven't seen everything i want to see in 2019 but at this point i'm probably just i mean it's best just to put it out there i guess and if i do watch something uh after making this list that's from 2019 that I hadn't watched before, then I will definitely talk about it. Um, But I'm probably not really going to change up the list or anything. Now, my top 10 favorite movies of all time list, that will will change over time. But this, I just will probably keep as is, um, if it's all the same to you. But yeah. Uh, top 10 favorite movies of 2019. Let's start at number 10 with Yesterday. Um, 
if you haven't heard of this movie, uh, basically it's about a guy named Jack who's a struggling singer slash songwriter, um, and he, uh, basically what happens is after a bus accident, he gets hit by a bus while riding a bike, um, during a blackout, like the, all the world blacks out at once and then he gets hit. Um, he wakes up and discovers that the Beatles never existed. So basically what he does is he starts performing and writing the songs and doing all that as if they were his own because he wants those songs to be out there in the world. Um, directed by Danny Boyle, stars uh, Lily James as Ellie, Hamish Patel as Jack, Ed Sheeran's in this movie as well, James Corden's in this movie, Kate McKinnon, um, Joel Fry. Yeah, so uh, not like a huge star- star-studded cast, but... I do very much like um, Lily James. I'm a big fan of hers. She's been in movies like Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again, and uh, was also Cinderella in the live-action movie, Um, was in Baby Driver. Yeah, she's been in quite a bit, and I very much like her whenever she's on screen. Um, Hamish Patel was... Well, it's going to be in the new movie Tenant, directed by uh, Christopher Nolan, which is pretty exciting. He hasn't done a whole lot. Looks like he did some TV, uh, and then like a couple of movies that I never really heard of. But hopefully he starts being in more, because I actually really like him, and I think he has good charisma. Um, But yeah, this movie is very good, very feel-good movie. Um, And if you like the Beatles... It's a no-brainer. You should check it out. Um, But yeah, it's at number 10. At number 9, I have The Joker. Um, A lot of people would be surprised that it's not, you know, further to number... Or closer to number 1. But uh, if I'm being honest, this movie I've only watched once. And it's kind of like... It's not fun to watch. It's it's very well made, very well acted, well very well directed. It's directed by Todd Phillips, um, won a bunch of awards. It's incredible. I'm not saying that it's not, but it's just hard to watch because it's, you know, like it has its moments where it's fun to watch, but it's very dark. And uh, I definitely enjoy something a little more lighthearted. Robert De Niro is in this movie as well, which is pretty cool. Uh, You all know I love Robert De Niro. But yeah, uh, it's definitely a very good movie, very artistic. It wouldn't be on my top 10 favorite of 2019 if I didn't like it. And I very much did. And uh, yeah, Um, Joaquin Phoenix as Joker. He definitely deserved the Best Actor uh, Oscar for that. Um, yeah, what more can I say? I do think it's a very good movie, but it's not not my favorite of everything that came out last year. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people probably agree with me. Um, but yeah, at number eight, I have Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Um, yeah, a lot of people probably don't really, like, care about the Fast and Furious movies, but I've always been in 
huge fan of him ever since I've started watching him. Um, this movie is directed by David Lit no Lich Leet Leech something like that. Um, stars Dwayne Johnson as Luke Hobbs, Jason Statham as Deckard Shaw, Vanessa Kirby as Shaw's sister, Idris Elba as Brixton Lore. Um, very good actors in this movie. And uh, from the looks of it, it's going to get a Hobbs and Shaw too, which is pretty cool. I'm definitely down for that. Uh, I like the dynamic between Jason Statham and Dwayne Johnson in these movies. Very funny. Um, and I love how with every Fast and Furious movie that comes out, it just gets more and more ridiculous. And I think that's why I love them so much. But yeah, at number eight is Hobbs and Shaw. At number seven, I have Richard Jewell. Which, oh my god, if you haven't seen this movie, I highly suggest it. Um, I'll give you the plot synopsis here. During the 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta, security guard Richard Jewell discovers a suspicious package under a bench in Centennial Park. With little time to spare, he helps to evacuate the area until the device inside the bag explodes. Hailed as a hero who saved lives, Jewell's own life starts to unravel when the FBI names him as a prime suspect in the bombing. This was directed by Clint Eastwood, stars Paul Walter Hauser as Richard Jewell, Sam Rockwell, Olivia Wilde, Kathy Bates, John Hamm. So very good cast in this. I love Sam Rockwell. I don't know if I've ever said that on the podcast. Of course, love Kathy Bates. She's been in so many good things. John Hamm's a good actor. Paul Walter Hauser, I believe, hasn't really been in much. Oh, actually, no, he's been in a shit ton. Um... He was in Super Troopers 2, I, Tanya with Margot Robbie, Black Klansman, which I have not seen, but I heard good things about it. Um, he'll be in the live-action Cruella de Vil movie, um, which if you haven't heard about that, I'm actually very excited. Um, should be a pretty pretty interesting thing. Uh, Emma Stone's supposed to play Cruella de Vil, which is pretty cool. Um Joel Fry is actually in it from yesterday, which is pretty neat. Uh, Mark Strong is going to be in it. Emma Thompson. So, yeah, very, very good cast there. Um, but, yeah, apparently he has been in a little bit. Not a bunch, but a little bit. Um, but, yeah, Richard Jewell is a very good movie. Um and if you are a history buff like I am, I think you're very much going to enjoy this movie. Um, I like anything having to do with true events. So, yeah, I was very compelled to this movie. It was very well made, very well acted. And, uh, yeah, definitely one of my favorites of last year. At number six, I have Rocket Man, um, the movie about Elton John, of course, starring Taron. Egerton or Edgerton or however you want to say it. Uh, Richard Madden, Bryce Dallas Howard, Jamie Bell, Stephen McIntosh. Um, yeah, this movie was very good. And I was worried at first going into it that it would kind of copy Bohemian Rhapsody's uh, formula in a way. But it definitely did its own thing. Made it a little more of a musical rather than rather than uh, a biopic Um but yeah, Taron, Ed Taron Edgerton as Elton John was, 
I don't want to say perfect casting, but I'm going to just say it's perfect casting. Almost as good as Rami, Rami Malek as, uh, as Freddie Mercury. But he knocked it out of the park. Loved Taron Edgerton. Uh, he's been in a lot of movies that I've enjoyed, like The Kingsman and all that. And fun fact, uh, he's in a movie, an animated movie called Sing from Illumination. Um, and he actually plays, he does this song, I'm Still Standing, for his musical performance in that movie, which is very cool. Because he eventually became Elton John. And uh, also, Elton John was in the second Kingsman movie with him. So they kind of crossed paths more than once. Um, but yeah, very much enjoyed this movie. Glad it made it as its own thing and didn't really copy copy the formula of uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And yeah, I thought it did very well. So at number five, I have Bohemian Rhapsody. Um Perfect casting for Rami Malek, of course. Uh, don't think they could have gotten anybody better to play Freddie Mercury. Um, did such an incredible job. Saw this movie like three times in the theaters. So for it not to be on this list would be preposterous. But I love this movie to death. And I will probably love it until the end of time. Um, yeah. So at number four, I have Knives Out, which is actually a movie I watched recently, um, not in 2019. Very much enjoyed this movie. Very well acted, very well directed by Ryan Johnson, who made uh, The Last Jedi, which a lot of people hated. And a lot of people hate on him for that, including me. But I thought he did one hell of a job with this movie. Uh, got some pretty big names in this movie as well. Uh, Chris Evans, Daniel Craig. Uh, why am I blanking right now? One second, I'm going to search it. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Christopher Plummer, Ana de Armas plays Marta in this movie. She's an incredible, love her. Uh, Michael Shannon's in this movie, Catherine Langford, Don Johnson, Jaden Martell. Lakeith Stanfield, um, very star-studded cast, very well acted, definitely gives me some Clue vibes, um, if you've seen that older movie, um, but I definitely think it's better than that, because, you know, Clue is kind of outdated, and that movie was a little weird, but, um, yeah, really good, uh, really well acted, very well direct very good directing on behalf of brian johnson's part um and i'll give you the synopsis here because i feel like i'm not selling it very well but the circumstances surrounding the death of crime novelist harlan thromby are mysterious but there's no wait but there's one thing that renowned renowned detective bonnet bonnet ben benoit Benoit Blanc knows for sure. Everyone in the wildly dysfunctional Thromby family is a suspect. Now Blanc must sit through a web of lies and red herrings to uncover the truth. Um, yeah, that synopsis doesn't sell it very well either. Just go watch this fucking movie if you haven't already. Um, yeah. So at number three, I have The Irishman. Um directed by Martin Scorsese, of course, uh, Netflix original, starring um, 
Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, uh, what's his name? I'm blanking on it right now. Uh, Al Pacino. That's what I was thinking of. Did you know his name is Alfredo? That's hilarious. I had Alfredo for dinner, by the way. Um, but yeah, I uh, I really enjoy this movie. Again, not as good as Goodfellas, but uh, definitely up there. It's a little bit long in length. That's the only downside to it for me, at least. Um, but I do love these like kind of mobster-type movies. And it was made incredibly well. Love period pieces. Very well directed. Very well uh, acted. Great script. If you haven't seen it already, I highly suggest it. At number two, I have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which for people who know me would probably be surprised that it's not in my number one spot. But it's in number two at least. Stars Margot Robbie, Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Um, Quentin Tarantino's love letter to Hollywood in the late 60s and beginning of the 70s, I guess. Um, and follows, very loosely follows the events taking place in 1969, where uh, Sharon Tate and a few of her friends were brutally murdered by the Manson gang. Um, I knew a lot about that case going into it, so I was pretty... Um, I don't want to spoil anything, um, but let's just say that this movie really hit home for me and did did some very amazing things, and also it's just very well acted. Um, I love the dynamic between Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Um, I honestly wish I could see them in more together, um, but yeah, Clint Booth and... Uh, Oh, uh, what was his name in that? Clint Clint Booth was was uh or no, not Clint, Cliff, right? One second. I'll look it up. I believe it's Cliff Cliff Booth. Yeah. Uh played by Brad Pitt, Rick Dalton played by Leonardo DiCaprio, Margot Robbie obviously plays Sharon Tate. Dakota Fanning is in this movie as well. Uh, apparently Luke Perry is in this movie, uh, rest in peace, Luke Perry, um, Al Pacino's in it for, uh, was it only one scene? I think it was only one scene, but yeah, he's in this, um, Timothy Oliphant, that's a very interesting name, um, I didn't really know him before, but then I was watching The Office and he was actually on that for a little bit. And I was like, hey, I know that guy. Uh, Bruce Dern is also in it, who's been in pretty much all of, uh, all if not most, of Tarantino's movies. Kurt Russell's in it as well. Margaret Qualley, she was very good. Um, Maya Hawke is actually in it, very briefly, but she's in it. Um, which, if you don't know, she is uh, Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman's daughter. Um Austin Butler is in this movie, too, as, uh, what do they call him, Tex? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like the time period that it takes place in. Obviously, I'm a huge history buff, even though it's very loosely based on history. Um, I still very much enjoy things taking place, uh, 
in the time that it does, I suppose. Um, but yeah, very good movie. And if you haven't seen it, what the hell are you doing wrong? You need to go see it for sure. Or not go see it, but, um, one second. I think the alarm's running. Huh. Apparently Tarantino is thinking about writing a novel for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I would, ah, uh, man, I don't really read, but I would read that from front, front to back for sure. Uh, that would be fucking incredible. I would love to read a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood novel. Uh, yeah, without further ado, in my number one spot, my favorite movie of 2019 is Avengers Endgame. I don't think I've ever felt a way that... I don't think I ever felt the way that I felt coming out of this movie for the first time uh, about any movie or really anything in general. It was the culmination of 10 years of build-up, being able to see these characters and what they became and just getting so attached to all the all the actors and uh, the characters that they portray. And yeah, I just remember out of com- after coming out of the movie, it was just a really weird feeling. It was a little somber, but it was also like kind of a celebration in a way. Um, if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, you must not care at all because this movie was so good. Highest grossing movie of all time now. Um, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, uh, Chris Hemsworth, just all the people, all the people. It'd take me forever to name them all, but yeah, it, I don't know if it's as good as Infinity War, because I think Infinity War was made incredibly, I don't know, but Endgame was definitely my favorite of 2019, just because it's it made me feel how a movie never made me feel in my life and probably never will again um but yeah it it's kind of insane just to think about it on how i felt coming out of it yeah and i'm sure a lot of people felt the same way if they cared enough um about these characters and marvel in general um yeah, an incredible movie, and uh, yeah, that's that's all I really got to say on that. Um, so yeah, that was my top 10 favorite movies of 2019. Sorry it's a little late, but better late than never. Uh, there are a few movies in 2019 that I haven't seen that I might eventually, but I'm really not, I wasn't going to like try to cram it all in before making this and i need uh, needed another thing to talk about so that's what i did um so what's today wednesday yeah um so i may or may not be having somebody on the podcast this weekend um i don't want to say look forward to that because i don't know for sure if it'll happen um it would be over the phone so we'd have to test it make sure it sounds all right make sure it's not super low quality and yeah so if it all works out then i will most likely have somebody on the podcast this weekend 
I'm not entirely sure what we're going to talk about. Um, but when it comes to having people on, I don't really like want to have specific things that we have to talk about. I'll have some notes for sure on certain things that we can talk about if if we um, start to run out of things to say. But for the most part, it's going to be just kind of kind of a fun episode talking about some nerdy shit and um, having fun talking, doing all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, so hopefully that, that comes together. Uh, I will say now that I have a new Instagram page for PCP. It is pop underscore culture underscore podcast. So go follow me there. Um, if you have any questions or, uh, comments or suggestions, you can hit me up either direct message through Instagram or go to the PCP Facebook page and there should be a direct, there should be like a button to directly message me on Facebook Messenger. So yeah, if you want to get a hold of me, those are two ways to do so. I also have a business email, um, which I will not give out in the podcast. So if you want that from me, I would just um, contact me through either uh, direct message in Instagram or through Facebook Messenger through the PCP Facebook page. Go follow both um, and follow PCP on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so you're always updated when a new episode is out. Um, I think that's about it. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys are doing well during all this quarantine shit. Uh, stay positive, stay inside, and just watch some watch some Netflix. That's what I'm doing. See you guys later.